feel this shit. Top 10 flow when it's still this shit. Went away, had to get away, been away, came back, and the motherfucker steal this shit. Hold up, hold up. What's real is this? Feeling myself, who ill is this? Master the flow from the east to the west, but right now I'm wondering how trill is this. I been around for a minute now. 100, I'm in it now. People that wasn't there back in the day talking about me, remember I'm winning now. This is Big Steph. This is Way Out West, an introduction to your homeboy's podcast. And if you're wondering why, it's because we moved way out west. We might have been centrally located, but we back home and I got baby mama with me. Hello, it's me, baby mama, Katie. <laughs> How are you feeling, homeowner? Um, I feel like it still hasn't hit me yet. Like, definitely grown up steps. Um, but I guess it doesn't feel real cause I haven't, it hasn't been hard. Like it hasn't been a very hard transition for me. I think the hardest part is being out of the city. Definitely. It's, it's bittersweet being away from the city because we have to plan and, and it's, we have to set up, you know, what we're going to do for the day, making trips or how far a certain thing is, you know, whatever we want to do, we have to make a trip to get to it. Whereas when we were in the city, it was a hop, skip, and a jump. Everything was super convenient. Mm-hmm. But even for me, it feels good to be back out here in Goodyear, Buckeye area, um, close to my family. I'm seeing a lot of familiar faces so far. Some of y'all I'm glad I ain't seen. The okay. ones that I have, First <laughs> of all, I have seen you. Steven runs into anybody anywhere we go. It don't matter scale. if we're out west. We um, could be in Flagstaff. We could be in Prescott. We could like, be in Cali. We could be in Cali, and, like, he sees somebody he knows no matter where we are. This Mr. boy Worldwide. knows everybody. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Worldwide. Mr. 602 Worldwide. Put on your chinos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Levi's, no chinos. No, shave your head, put on your chinos. I'm good on that part. <laughs> Anyways, man, this is this has been a long time coming. This is something that I've been wanting to start for a while, something that has been an ambition, a, a growing passion. And the more I sat and, and dwelt on it and brainstormed, you know, the more I felt that I had to start putting things in motion. So just making little investments. And here we are now. Here we are. So Steven's had this podcast equipment for like a few months now, and he's just kind of been hanging on to it. I think he was primarily waiting for us to move so we could kind of have more space to do something like this. And I was just like, hey, like, just just set it up like to, to be real, like our setup's kind of ugly right now. It ain't cute, but it is what it is. And at least it like kind of motivated us to oh, get up and definitely and do this right now. Like we're childless now for like the next hour. So I was like, let's just do it. Right. Like we ain't got nothing better. To do. We're just literally sitting on the couch watching like true crime watching, shit on yeah, TV. Watch, watching murder. Yeah, murder. That's my guilty pleasure is true crime everything. Yeah, so stay tuned for Katie's podcast. Maybe come soon in the future. <laughs> true crime, if that's your niche, get in here and, and talk about it. I don't know. I'd have to do so much research and, like, get I, my shit together for something like that. Like, that is this is cool because you just get to, like, sit and chill and bullshit and talk and, and shoot the shit. But, like, a true crime podcast, like, you got to do so much research and make sure all your facts are in line. Yeah, that's the big thing is, like, facts. You can't start anything and not have your facts because then people will chew your ass up if you're, mm-hmm. you're wrong about the smallest detail that's the thing is like the true crime community there's so many armchair detectives that are balls deep like into so much of this stuff that if you come out there trying to act like something you're not and you don't know your things like they will for sure come for you i feel like it there, there's a lot of people like that about just any any kind of topic there's pods i listen to and even scrolling through their comments you know there's people that come for them about just little stupid miscellaneous shit that they'd be like blue chew don't work blue chew don't work <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what's funny? So me and Stevan are both avid podcast listeners. So he listens to like very different things than I listen to for sure. 10 out of 10 different personalities there. But like there's some things he'll put on and like I, could, I love like he listens to Brilliant Idiots and I'll listen to that and be Shout like. Shout out Schultz. It's a good, it's a great podcast. Like you give, you sit there and give it a chance. Like I love their perspective and their views, but it's funny. Cause like the sponsors for his, his podcasts are always like, yeah, we're out here promoting blue chew. <laughs> give your woman like the best weekend of her life. Like that's the shit that like sponsors his podcasts. Adam and Eve. <laughs> yes. And then my podcasts are like, give it up for eyeglass USA. <laughs> Very wholesome. Best fiends. It's the most addictive app. Like my stuff's all wholesome and like good, and yours is like get a boner. Hey, get get that wet wet. Yeah. What the hell? Gonna get that thing wet. No, don't. Get that thing wet. That's what they talk about. That's why it's flagrant too. They talk about getting that dick hard. Mm -hmm. Blue chew. Mm -hmm. Same thing with brilliant. Mm -hmm. All my podcasts. Apparently all my true crime weirdos wear glasses or like puzzles. You got to see who you're killing. Well, yeah. And no, I, I wear glasses and I also like puzzles. So maybe they're on brand, huh? What does that say about you, Stevan? Hey, don't come looking for us if there's any murders in the near future because we did not do it. No. We didn't do it. I definitely didn't do it. All right. So um, aside from being... New podcasters and new homeowners. We are also, I wouldn't say new parents anymore, but we are still very new in this parenting realm. Yeah. Um, every day is a new journey, learning how to navigate with this two-year-old little girl, keeping her occupied, trying to maintain energy. Just recently, we started some swim classes. Today was our first day of gymnastics, and I feel really accomplished as a parent, honestly. Yeah, it's been a busy weekend, but it's been very fulfilling at the same time. Um I know you asked, like, what's the biggest, like, how do I feel after, like, buying a house? And I was saying, like, nothing feels different. I think the hardest thing is being out here. But I guess that's a good thing. Like, there's swim classes out here, at least. There are things like gymnastics. Like, there's a lot of things that she could get into. Um, we've got a church down the street, too, that's very popular that, like, we've kind of contemplated, like, maybe going to. Yeah, try to dip in there and see, see what but the experience is like. Here, here's your first podcast fucking topic oh, man. religion, religion. <laughs> do i even want to i know do we even do we even delve into this i feel like religion and politics are like two of the no-nos or like they're they're kind of like Taboo. a realm you don't want to cross into unless you're <laughs> like you really want to argue about that yeah it's a especially in this climate with the way everything is going on with how people are handling just the pandemic and having to wear masks, their beliefs and all that shit, the vaccine and stuff like that. Man. It's just, it's crazy. That's been a wild experience moving out here because where we used to live was very progressive, I would say, you know, very progressive viewpoints, lots of small businesses, lots of a, a very large, like gay community, LGBTQ. It's very know? mom and pot. Everything is very close out there. You have to, mm -hmm. you got to, you got to know. I mean, you, you end up knowing a lot about what's going on when you're centrally located out there. Um, it's a lot of local spots. Lots really, of very art, yeah. arts, arts driven. Um, and then you move way out here west and it's very much like, you know, you get stairs because you're a blended couple. A damn near rural country out like, here. Yeah, rural country, very like more um, 
traditional viewpoints, I guess you could say. It's very, very different in that regard. Um, and it's nothing but like chain, you know, chain stuff like Applebee's, Chili's, shit like that out here. Y'all got enough Burger Kings. Oh I know that much. Oh my God, there is a goddamn Burger King on every corner. Y'all you you move out into the middle of nowhere, there's going to be a Burger King and an AutoZone. You can be on the freeway <laughs> and see a fire and you don't know whether it's a fire or a damn Burger King. We like really lighting the grill. We're laughing today. about that in the car. If they burning fucking, they burning patties or is it somebody's house on it's fire? It's char grilled stuff. It's another Burger King getting built. Ask Viv about that. She knows too well about that, man. They, they don't even finish the damn grocery store with that Burger King up and running now. Oh, my God. We've lived here for... You've been here damn near six months. Yeah, and they still they still don't have a grocery store, guys. But we got a Burger King, so that's all that matters. We got a Burger King and an AutoZone. Burger and gas stations. There's enough gas stations between here and hell. Oh, boy. Those gas stations. They're like the busy ones where they're off the main highway where, you know, everybody's hitting it, you know, on their road trips and shit. So that shit stays busy because we're right Mm -hmm. off like a major highway on our way to California. I guess that's a perk to living out here. We're way closer to Cali. So that drive ain't going to be too bad. We're we're five hours from the beach now, y'all. A little bit. An hour closer. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I ain't mad at that. But tried to go the other direction. Hell nah. (laughs) I think I'm going to miss that too, being able to to shoot downtown or like if we go to a Diamondbacks game or a basketball mm-hmm. game or something like that, like that's going to be such a stroke. Cardinal Stadium's a little bit closer. I know some shortcuts to that, but the gas is going to kill us. But we don't get out that much. We're homebodies, you know. Like I said, we're parents. We enjoy the time that we get to spend at home with, with our little girl. So we it's, d- yeah. It's, it's, it's been a big change in our lifestyle completely, so it's – it's not like we're missing out on much or we're we're losing out on a bunch of experiences because we're we're definitely making some. I as an adult, I don't mind living out here. If I was like teenage or early 20s, I would fucking hate it. Like fuck living out here when oh, you're yeah. that young. I feel like you're so many experiencers are just like they're kind of cut off cuz it's like where am I going to go? Where who am I going where am I going to go hang out? Like what do you? What did you guys do? Because you grew up out here and went to high school out here. So like, what were the sh- what was the shit that you were getting into? Honestly, just for me, it was because it was a lot of sports. Um, I wasn't into a lot of shit, and if I was, it wasn't until you know I graduated high school and was you know fucking around in college. But um, as far as early years, it was just you know we hopped around from each other's houses. A couple of my homeboys lived close together. We get out of school if we didn't have practice. We was at somebody's house, or I'd go home, go play ball, meet up later. You know, Tuesdays and Thursdays we go to the Mormon church and hoop. And if we didn't do that, try to sneak into Lifetime Fitness and hold on. They let you in the Mormon church. Those games were not popping unless the black kids were there. <laughs> the Mormon dudes can ball. Like, don't get it. There, there's there was a couple tall ones. They were tough. Some of them could shoot their asses off. But them games were not fun unless, you know, me, DeMarcus, John, and Cam, like, if the squad was not there, then it was boring. Mm-mm. So that was, like, that was the extent for me. Like, I wasn't really trying to get into as much shit just See, because you know who I've I live heard, with. Because I've heard stories of you sneaking out your window and... Well, you know, that was a college year. When you live at home with your mama in college, she still got that leash on you, or at least she tried to. <laughs> But you find ways. So, of course, when you get your own car, you get a little brave. And you're like, you know what? R.I.P. Putt-Putt. Putt-Putt was shit. Sneak out. Go here and there. Get a little brave. Try to sneak somebody in. 
I wasn't I wasn't as bad as you think I was. Stevan, you were way worse <laughs> than me. Yeah. Lying. I never snuck out. Gotta do what you gotta do, babe. Mm-mm. Gotta have a little fun. Parents just don't understand. I was really good in high school. I f- at least I feel like I was most of the time. I didn't really drink. I didn't try drinking till maybe like my senior year. And I went to a party and my boyfriend at the time had me drinking. I don't even know what liquor it was straight out of the bottle. And I puked that night. You know, that was great. I feel like when you're young, you don't know how to drink. You just grab a bottle and you're like, you had no it. idea. Yeah. You were just like, I want to feel good. Four loco. Unless yeah. It was, yeah. Unless it was like a four loco or just like a known beer. You just kind of take the cup and drink. Yeah. I feel like when you're, <laughs> when you're in high school or early college, it was like, Four loco, Natty Light, Mickey's, like a Mickey's 40. Like you'd buy that shit because it was fucking cheap and you'd look fucking cool because you're holding a 40 or whatever. Or if you was a little hood <laughs> kid, your ass always wanted to try that old English because I yeah, know I sure was up in there trying to buy an old English and look like Doughboy mm-hmm. until that malt liquor hit your throat and you spit that shit out. Yeah. And you'd be drinking a four <laughs> loco and be like, what is this? Yeah. And they're like, it's, it's malt liquor. And they're like, Oh, okay. and what's that? And they're like the stuff hobos drink because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing right now. That, that's what you're what was like. like the bright blue stuff? <laughs> you remember? What, you know, it's like it was like the plastic bottle. Hypnotic. No, not, <laughs> not hypnotic. I know what hypnotic is. Um, oh my god, it's gonna bother me. It was called like twenty uh, twenty or like oh, Mad Dog. Mad Dog. Yeah, Mad yeah. dog. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? It was like Gatorade blue. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That shit. That hypnotic was the shit too. Or if you get real desperate and uh, what was the shit that I ended up drinking? That whole bottle when we were out camping. Jaeger? No, not Jaeger. Boone's Farm. Boy, you go get you some Boone's yeah, Farm. some Boone's. Yep. If anybody had ever been to Joe's Midnight Run before they closed it down and changed the name of it. I think it. it's back now. Yeah, I hope so. But I'm not sure. I'd Joe's, have to look it up. Joe's used to get, they used to sell... Or you get a 40 Old English or uh, some King Cobra, or you get a whole bottle of Boone's Farm. Wait, what's King Cobra? It's another beer. Educate me, please. King Cobra, baby. Or um, Brass Monkey. Never heard of it. Brass Monkey will put you on your ass, too. You know, I don't. I was, yeah, I was bad kid. Never See mind. what I'm saying? <laughs> I was just like, it's, so it's like, I feel like beer in college, Bud Light was like the go-to for most of the parties I went to. Because Bud Light was cheap and it tasted all right. Nowadays, and as an adult, I'm like, but like, no way. The few parties I did go to, it was it was like a bunch of Mexican kids, and I don't know why y'all love Budweiser because it is the <laughs> nastiest thing. But I used to get trashed off of Budweiser, and it gave me the worst headaches. So you went to parties that had straight Budweiser, not Bud Light. Budweiser, a little that's bit of, wild. Little bit of Jungle Juice. Jungle Juice was popping. Yeah, Jungle Juice is still good. I'll fuck with that nowadays, I'll do that honestly. Too. You knew you were, like, at a cool party if they had the big, like, orange Gatorade cooler yeah. full of jungle juice. Yeah. Or a keg. Like, growing up, the, the couple of parties that I seen, like, my family and stuff have, there was a keg. Like, when I started going, nobody ever had a keg. Uh, the one chance that there was, uh, there was a couple employees that we worked with at Marley's, and her sister had a party, and she had a couple of kegs. But that was the first time I ever seen that shit like nobody doing keg stands you know i was gonna ask you let me ask you the hard questions have you done a keg stand no never i I know my limits i you ain't gonna catch me doing i used to be i used to be the keg stand queen but those were college years not high school college baby keg stand queen 
like shotgunning queen. But nowadays, I'm like, Mm-mm, cannot. You've no been sir. honestly lucky to catch me at a party. I was just too laid back. Mm-hmm. And if I was, I was I was a wallflower. Mm-hmm. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. And then. Wallflower my ass. Meanwhile, no, we go get, to a wedding and, you know, up. Michael Jackson oh, comes on. Stev's in the middle of the dance floor and all the cougars Because I had to break out the shell. <laughs> once I broke out the shell, they started flocking, baby. <laughs> Explains your daughter at <laughs> gymnastics class. She was a clam. <laughs> they brought out the or the parachute and she was like, oh, damn. Yeah, let me open, loosen up Let's a little bit. Let's get up bit. under here. Uh, Make it flat. She ran underneath and was like, I'm here for this. She was a live wire after that. She's running around. Making she didn't seem cry. to have any focus, but she was just out there. Yeah, I think she was kind of delusional, though. Very tired, for sure. You try not to burp on Mike. Oh, yeah, trying not to. Trying my hardest. <laughs> Y'all might got, catch a couple of them. I got, we got, I think, one more of these left. I believe so. Did you? I'm I, sitting good on mine. I'm uh, kind of powering through, man. I feel good. I don't. What's the matter? A little bit of bloat? I'm just bloated, tired. We got the vaccine yesterday, our first round. And we've had no side effects except for like the sore soreness in the arm, which was expected, honestly. And then today I've just been feeling like the tired hit you way tired, yeah. man, it's like a wall, like like a screen by LeBron James. Uh, just out of nowhere. Like I'm ready. To, I'm ready to flop. <laughs> man, we'll go there. <laughs> Speaking of LeBron, let's talk about hairlines. Nah, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back just like his hairline. That ankle injury ain't shit. But Brooklyn taking it this year. I don't think the Lakers going to pull this hey, off. Hey, speaking Brooklyn's, of Brooklyn, how about stacked. that jersey you got? Yeah, mommy hooked me up, you know, KD, Brooklyn. Hey. I take, care, I take care of him sometimes. You know, she treat me okay. She be over here beating me, though. But y'all don't care. Y'all ain't going to help me out. No way. This is cry for help, everybody. This is my cry. If, if y'all don't take this as nothing else, it is a cry for help. So come and see about your boy, please. So I wonder if any other couple out there listening is like us where I'm the one that's addicted to TikTok (laughs) and addicted in the means that like I don't film them, but I sit there and I will scroll and scroll and scroll for hours and Stev will be like minding his own business. (laughs) And I'm just like, come here, come here, come here, come here. I got some funnies to show you. (laughs) And she does have some good ones lined up. Like, her, Katie's sense of humor is, is, I feel like it's pretty top-notch. Thank you. So she make your ass chuckle a little bit. Something, it's like, if you're not interested, you're not interested. But there are some things that everybody's going to find funny, and she finds some funny shit. Yes. And even, like, more than that, there's people out there in the world that are just hilarious. There's so many people on TikTok where I'm like, y'all are like me. How did you like, <laughs> we're the same. How do you know? How do you know I think about these things? Like Spider-Man meme. It's crazy. Yes. Like, like you. <laughs> well, I, I've shown you some TikToks where you cried laughing. What and was the I one did, that you just showed me? The Willy Wonka died. one? Yeah. He was that like, it was like a black guy. Like He's Cat like, Williams. the one here wanted to be Willy Wonka for Halloween, but I ended up looking like Cat Williams with <laughs> goggles on. It like a pimp named Slick back, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, that shit was hilarious. You cried for that one. If that was the funniest one that you've ever showed me. I don't believe you. That I, shit was funny. That was pure comedy. I've got a lot of funnies. What you looking up right now? I don't know. I'm just you trying to you know, have me do my Craigslist segment? Sitting here scrolling through. You know, you know. Stevens calling this way out west. I told him we should call it the Hoobie Doobin podcast. No. <laughs> All right. No, no. Listen, tell us if you want it to be called the Hoobie Doobin podcast. 
And, you know, if you don't, then you don't. But I think it should be called the Hoobie Doobin Podcast. Um, right now, I am, I have this bright idea where I figured we should try to find some Craigslist missed connections, you know, and see. Because I'll be out there wilding. Have you ever, if you've never read the misconnection section on Craigslist, you're really missing out. Um, goodness gracious, <laughs> there's so many on here. <laughs> My thing is, if you see these people out here, like you got to be bold. If you bold enough to get your ass on Craigslist and and write a, a somewhat thirsty. of a yeah, thirsty ass love note, hoping that they see it. Why not sack up and grab that person while you? Well, not grab them, but say Jesus. something. To that, <laughs> say something to that person when you're crossing Ooh, them. Y'all lock go. eyes or something. <laughs> here is Craigslist misconnections with Katie. Hold on, let me. <laughs> Applause. Yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Saw you walking out of Savers, Glendale, AZ. You took my breath away. Oh, wait, you took my breathe away. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're very literate, clearly. Okay, a hell of a drug. I couldn't help staring at you, lady, and your luscious backside. <laughs> you got in a white car. This was Thursday around midday. You're a hottie. Remember? Three question marks. <laughs> the savers on Bell Road near 75th. So if that's you out there, hit your boy up on Craigslist, Okay. Some baddies out there, savers apparently. My God! Ooh, Walmart, Nineteenth Avenue, Bell. Hello. Oh. I told you something wouldn't work in the hygiene section. You had green eyeshadow, jeans, and a leather jacket. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> what did we talk about? You were making me rage in my pants. Damn, boy! <laughs> Put it away. No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you should have hit her up. Yo, why are you? Taco Bell gentlemen, I'm intrigued. There you go. Thank you for pointing out my malfunction. I wanted to introduce myself properly, but I was far too embarrassed because you're way too hot. Mm. <laughs> mm this is so bad. It's my kind of likey. Jaguar. Ooh, oh, there we go. Who that is? It's more than a cougar. This one says, to Jay, I'm sorry I was insensitive when your dog was sick. I'm a piece of shit. Oh, good God. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What? Some of these are so stupid. Smoke shop in Scottsdale. This is the smoke shop on the corner behind Chase Bank on Thomas. You helped me select an option for my pipe. I was offered two options as far as size of the fitting. I was really wanting your number as you continue to help me, and then you got nervous. I was able to get your name last time I was in there. You helped me with a fanny pack. I hope you see this in reply. I asked when you get off work. You replied, dot, dot, dot. What? (laughs) So I know it's you. But what did y'all smoke? I don't know, man. Did he match or did you have to bring the whole thing? Did you ask? Okay, to smoke? hold up. This is a, I think this is an ad. Okay. Okay. Mom, home alone. Want a person who's simply looking for a hookup. Would like it to be shortly if possibles. <laughs> like <laughs> someone close to my age. We'll give number with response. Let's chat 
my Gmail, sunfun9852. Don't you dare write that down. Just start an OnlyFans, baby. You'd be better off. And that has been Craigslist Misconnections with Katie. I love these little sound effects, you know. I got to get some more of them loaded up. I have, like, ideas of of different clips from, <coughs> from you know, funny-ass movies or just little lines that I think are hilarious. I need some family guidelines on here, please. We might get I'm going to go grab another drink. Hold it down. Hold, hold, hold down. it down. Hold it down now. Yo, P. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, um, you know, at this time, I want to go ahead and let y'all know, you know, my, my reason behind starting this little, this little podcast here. Uh, me, myself, I am a very creative person. I like to draw. I like to paint. Um, I like all things in the manner of creativity. And I think that there are a lot of individuals out here in our city, in our state in general, that share that same ability, whether you're you're artistic in, in one field or another. You know, you make your own clothes, you rap, you sing, culinary, um, even my business-minded people, those of you that, that start your small businesses, you're growing them out of your homes, you got food trucks, you know, you got online shops. I see you, I admire that, and I think the world of you, and I want to give you your, your kudos for that. And um, if any of you would like the opportunity to get on here and speak on that, don't be afraid to reach out. My number been the same since high school. My Instagram, my Facebook been the same. Come through and chill. I want to talk about it. I want y'all to talk about it. I got a couple people in mind. I got a lot of people in mind already, actually. And um, I'm just start putting shit in motion. So if, you know, I reach out to you, don't be surprised that I, I want you to come and kick it and, and chill and talk, you know. And I don't want you to be nervous. I want you to come and sit and, and treat this shit like you you catching up with your homeboy. Some of y'all I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, but, you know, when, when we link up, I feel like we ain't missed no time at all. And so y'all are making big moves. If you want to, I'm giving you the chance now. Bring your ass up in here and let's let's talk about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm serious, man. Let these people know what y'all are doing, bro. And some of y'all, y'all, if you listen to this, you know who I'm talking to. I've, I've spoken to a few of y'all, you know, personally. And I'm going to reach out again. I mean that shit for real. So just just be ready. And to anybody listening, I hope you, you know, you, you remain interested and you take something from it. If there's something that you're working on yourself, a passion, and interest, you know, this is this is a better time than ever to seize a moment and, and start start getting the ball rolling, y'all. Yeah, kudos to you guys that have started your small businesses because I still don't have the balls to do it. I paint sometimes. It's been a while, but I have a creative side to me just like Stevan does. And it's like, there's the side of me that's like, fuck it, girl, sell your shit. Gotta do it. But I, I just, I can't. I don't have the balls. There's a lot of room and opportunity out here. There's too many creative people to, to not be... To not be out here making all this fucking free money that's just floating around, you know. By the way, I'm back. She back. That's a beautiful sound. It's a beautiful sound right there. Make that a sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Who invited Take me? A sip. She just came on her by herself. She that's was just here. She just lie. lived here. She just happens to live here. Excuse me? I said she just happens to live here. I thought you said I happen to look good, and I was kind of, oh, like, always. flattered for a minute. Always, babe. Oh, my God. Always looking teen. No. Looking on teen. I don't look a teen. I look like a size 14, baby. Ain't, ain't, ain't no such thing as too thick. <laughs> what, you trying to be a toothpick? Uh, no. You trying to get you. Trying to what? Trying to get you. 
Flick. Stevin Magana. I'm trying to get my flick. It's just rhymes. No. It's just rhymes. If you got rhymes, then you better launch a goddamn mixtape so we can make some money. My mixtape. I'm going to get my mixtape up off the ground now. I got some good microphones. I'm just bullshitting. I don't rap. I don't sing. He so can don't sing. Believe he can sing, but he acts like he can't. If y'all need vocals, I'll do some vocals for you. He can sing and he can dance. I'll do, I don't, I'll do some vocals for you. You can dance. I think I can Did dance. I'll be you can dance. I'll be drunk. No, you can dance. You ever seen an alcoholic dance? They all look good for a My second. My name's or Katie. I'm a white woman, 31, and I can't even do TikTok dances. Y'all know when crackheads get that first hit, they all dance and they get that one move. I just got like the couple of moves that I hit. Speaking of me being a white woman, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that makes us interesting as parents because we can provide different perspectives to our child or like... Do you think that makes us interesting as a couple or like at all? Do you think it, do you think it, I guess, provides any type of value at all in any Um, regard of our life? It provides its value for us and for her. I feel like there's a lot of couples out there that are, that are, you know, mixed and even families that are mixed. And I feel like it's, it's all about what you teach your child or what you, what you allow in your household and within your family. And then, of course, your outside experiences are going to build upon that. So if you got a lot of motherfuckers that look down upon you for for being a biracial you know, relationship or a biracial family, then, of course, you want to you want to take that and you want to teach you want to teach your kid the right and the wrong about that. And even other people that that don't understand it or are interested about knowing about it, you want to use that to teach them, too. But I feel like it can be interesting. It's interesting to whoever wants to learn about it. Mm-hmm. And like even. Even within like groups of friends, like my group of friends have always been very diverse. I I don't only hang out with black people. I hang out with, I, I grew up mainly around white people. So that's honestly showed me how to navigate between two worlds. And like, I have a very mixed group of friends, white friends, black friends, Mexicans, you know? Yeah, same. I feel like growing up, I had a very group, like mixed group of friends. I lived in like a very um, Hispanic like white area so a lot of my friends growing up were hispanic and i had a lot of white friends had a a few black friends here and there you know it wasn't like a heavily black populated area by any means primarily i would say like mexican and white white kids Mm -hmm. for sure um but i feel like that helped a lot with developing me and my mindset of things it's like i grew up enjoying like my best friend growing up was mexican so i grew up like being exposed to like their family gatherings and their types of foods they'd eat or their like types of candy they enjoyed. And like just seeing those things and being exposed to them young made me not be like prejudiced towards it. Cause it's like, I see it and I accept it and I like it and I enjoy it. It's not new to me. It's not scary. I used to love going to like, not even spend the night at people's houses, but just like going to hang out at their family gatherings to see the different dynamics of their family. Like knowing how I would say like broken mine was, a lot of my family ended up moving away. So, you know, we weren't allowing a lot of black people to begin with. So I hung out with a lot of Mexican kids and being around their families and seeing how, you know, tight knit and traditional a lot of them are. That used to make me like in a way like envious or just like I really used to appreciate being around them and try to soak up as much of that as possible because that shit used to make me feel good that they would allow me into that. And even, you know, some some of my white friends, you know, their parents used to love me too. And we go and kick it and hang mm-hmm. out. And, you know, knowing that they weren't, they might not have been totally 100% comfortable, you know, with a black kid sitting up in their living room. 
and might have been one of the first ones that that ever let happen some shit like that. So I've been meaning to ask you about this because I think about it all the time. So you just said like you had a lot of Mexican friends, you know, growing up and you didn't grow up around a lot of black kids. Technically, you are Mexican. Do you do you like not identify so much with that part of you or like what's your relationship with that part of your identity? I feel like I definitely identify as, you know, black male. That, I don't neglect that Mexican side of me. I love that it's there. It's your last name it's, after yeah, that's all, my, yeah. yeah, and I, I carry that shit with pride. Like, I tell everybody, it's Magana. It's Mexican. I look black, but, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm Mexican, too. And that's not... A lot of people get surprised when they find that out yeah. about you. And I don't I don't give that information out, like, right off the hand. And it doesn't really... It's not something that's important to me to be like, no, nah, I'm black, put not it Mexican. On, put it like, on your resume. <laughs> yeah, I'll never get a job. <laughs> They, they throw that shit away <laughs> but not in even i'd say like nowadays it's it's like a, a pride thing and not in a bad way especially with all the shit that's been going on with with black people in america these past few years like i, I every day i'll stand up and scream to the top of my lungs i'm black like y- y'all gonna see this shit this black and beautiful i love it so yo ass gonna love it too even and our daughter, like we teach her that she is black. She's a little like she's a little black girl. Little black she girl, may not. Baby. She's white passing for sure. But like we teach her like she's a black. She's a little black girl. And like she watches like black Cinderella with like Brandy and Whitney Houston. Yeah. She watches black Spider-Man like and she loves that shit. And she asked for it in she that way. Like we, don't, we didn't teach her that. She asked for it that way. And it, it, it damn near brought a tear to my eye when she asked me for black spider-man because i was like one she's asking for spider-man in general two because he's like i got it i have a daughter and she wants, daughter, to, watch she Spider-Man? wants to watch spider-man what <laughs> and two like that she can distinguish you know that he's a he's he's black i love that so like she's learning early on and it's it's not like we're drilling it into her head but with her being you know a little mixed girl she's gonna have it tough so i'd rather mm-hmm. her learn it early than to be navigate or to be trying to navigate this later on down the road when she's catching hell for it you know and she's going to catch it from from both sides. You know, growing up, there was black kids that, that used to give me shit for being light-skinned. And, you know, they tell you, you you talk white, you act white. And it's even white people that tell you that. You don't you don't act black. You don't sound black. But, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's yeah, I think I just had my first experience with our daughter being mixed recently. We had a electrical issue at our house and... Um, my mom knew somebody and called them over and they came over to fix the problem. And it was a guy and his wife. They're both white. And she asked me, you know, I think out of genuine curiosity, I don't think she had any like ill intent from the way that she was questioning me or asking me, especially being in my house, you know, but she was asking me a lot of questions about my husband being black and um, just trying to, like, get a better understanding of Black Lives Matter and the whole, like, I guess, imbalance of the way people of different races are treated in society and and seeing if it's real, right? She wanted to ask a white person, I guess, who's close to it to see, like, is it real? Yeah. Is, it, is, it, is it blown out of proportion? Is what I'm seeing on Facebook real? And I had to explain to her, like, yes, like, I have seen him, like in my real life, him be treated differently from a cop versus how they talk to me. I have seen him be called the N-word out in a grocery store while we're together. Um, I, I 
those things are very real. And I know me as a white person, even though I grew up in a diverse area, like you, you don't grow up thinking that those are real things that still happen, but they are. And you don't realize that until you see it happen firsthand. Um, and something that she brought up to me that like made me be like, what people think this way was she said, um, your daughter, you know, like she doesn't look black, you know, you wouldn't know she is until you like saw her dad and somebody that like wants to date her will like might be bothered by that when they find out she's black. And I'm just like, what? Like That's their fucking problem. Yeah. To me, I'm like, well, fuck them. Like they don't deserve to be with her if they exactly. want to like yeah, have I'm that sure viewpoint on things. Yeah. You're not welcome into my home if you want to feel that way. But it just like, it blows my mind. People still do think that way and that that is a problem. And I, I just, I don't, I can't comprehend it at all. And I, I hope and pray that as like generations grow and progress and more people like us, you know, intertwine and mingle as people that it becomes more of like a norm for yeah. people to be biracial. And, but it's, it's all on the people though. And like, if you don't want to be biracial, then fuck it. That's fine too. But yeah, I'd rather, but don't hate somebody else or like have ill, ill views or ill intent towards them yeah. because they are like, if you'd rather not be on this side, then please, by all means, stay your ass where you at. Mm -hmm. But if you're willing to, you know, if you're willing to come over here and, and find out what you don't know, then, then come on, be open about it though. And, and I, don't have yeah. no, don't have no animosity towards it. Don't come with no preconceived notions. Don't come thinking, you know what you know, be open to the experience. And I would say she was, she was very open to listening and trying to understand. Yeah. She And even though, like, some of the things she asked me, it caught me off guard and it made me uncomfortable, which, like, honestly, it's probably a good thing. Because if she wasn't asking those hard questions, is it really that beneficial of a discussion to begin with? Oh, no. Probably not, right? People don't know what they don't know. Right. They don't know what they don't know. So, I mean, kudos to her for being willing to be uncomfortable to ask me those kinds of things, but... At the same time, it was eye-opening for me as well on the other side to be like, holy shit, man. Like, <laughs> And that was one of the questions. She was like, do you think it's a generational thing that like people my age just don't get it? And I'm like, eh, yeah, I kind of do. I think it is a big generational thing because you're a lot closer to the civil rights movement than I am, man. Which is a trip to me. Like as old as some of these people are and is like this, this gap is not long at all. This 50, 60, 70 year gap from all this bullshit that went on back in the day. It's not long at all. Ah. And for some of these people to be so close to that age range, like you should know better than us, you know, what's going on. You've seen the yes. change. You've seen the difference. That's a good You've point. seen the change. Like, you know exactly what went on back then. Yeah. You were and there. You, and you, you know were what's born. Going on you now. were born that year. Like, like mom when mom when kids were having bl poor little black kids were having to be escorted by the fucking police into a white school. My mom is only 43, <laughs> 44. And even in her day, you know, they're they, they run around calling her nigga and shit like that. Like, that, that's not a long time, y'all. That's not a long time at all. And there's I feel like a lot of people want to sit up and, and act stupid towards it. But for the ones that, you know, are genuinely just don't have the knowledge, you know, like I said, come and learn. There is no way your mom is 44. Is she 44? That black don't crack. No. How, she was what? How old when she had you? 17. <laughs> what? She'd be like 46 then. Mm, is she? I don't know. 
4647. What did you say? No, I said, oh, I'm drunk. I'm not that drunk, oh y'all. Oh, my God. You no, know, math is a motherfucker. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to Way Out West, where we don't know math. This is all facts, no feelings. Or all feelings, no facts. Jesus. We have no facts here. No facts. We speak from the heart. We talk that true shit. Ask Jeeves who? We ain't asking Jeeves shit. Do you remember that? He went that? out of business. Do you yeah. remember those days? He didn't have the answers. What That's was why Google? It was Ask Jeeves yeah. all the time. <laughs> was YouTube even a thing back then? YouTube? I, I feel like no, YouTube, because video YouTube didn't start till like late 2000s, I think. When did you get, when did you first make your, your Facebook profile? I was like, I, I want to say I was like first year, maybe sophomore in college. And I was like, fuck it. I'll make a Facebook. I think I was like 19. So I think it was like 2009. And I think I signed up cause JT was on Facebook and I was like, okay, I'll fucking do it. And then I made one. Cause I think like some of my first photo albums on Facebook are like that old. Let me actually, let me go look. I think that's what it was though. I want to say I was sitting in class and got the wild hair, like a CIS class, not paying attention. Because it was all about MySpace. And was, yeah, exactly. Like all my MySpace and CIS class. And then was like, fuck it, I'll make a Facebook. Yep. Um, MySpace taught us all. HTML. All about coding. Yeah, coding, man. That shit. And I forgot all those skills. Yep. Well, I know some basic things. but So this was January 19th, 2009. It's me and John Shields at a Cardinals football game. Super young. Baby Katie. Even John looking baby face. John's always he had always, a fucking baby you know, face. Not a whole lot of facial hair. It's okay. Me too. Yeah. Welcome to John's life. Yeah. And then, yeah, March 29th. Yeah, January. It was like January. Doesn't your Facebook tell you when you signed up? I think it does. Let me see here. Hmm. Nope, not here. Can't sit here. Can't sit over here, kid. <sighs> well, Stevan. It's been a good little intro. First episode. Feeling faded. X-rated. Oh, my God. Baby probably going to be home in like 10 minutes. Yeah, on Viv. On Viv already sending the word. Oh, she, she is? Yeah, she ready to come home. That baby knowing she ready to come home, man. Mm-hmm. That girl knowing she's ready. It's like a good, you know, 43, 45-minute-ish in first pod. Yeah. At least you got it under your belt. Maybe they might all be this quick. We'll see. I just want the convos to, to Cle- flow. Yeah, clearly natural. there's no script. We're just sitting here shooting the shit, sitting having here. a beer, yeah. you know, talking. And that's what it'll be like when any of y'all pull up. Like, I don't want you to feel nervous or that you have to talk about certain stuff. Like I said, I want you to be comfortable. It's just going to be natural conversation. You catching up with me, I'm catching up with you. You putting out the word about what you're doing. If you're doing anything, come on through. Got anything else for us, Miss Lady? Nothing really. Someday I will get brave enough to launch my Etsy store or something and I will let you guys know. <laughs> and we're just gonna start making some money. I feel like we're all too creative to not be making any money. Yep. So if y'all have any good ideas, you want to link up, let us know, and we'll put some things in motion. Okay, bye. See y'all later. Way out west. When you fly like me. Tell them.
don't need a jet to get high like me. Started off slow, but I finally made. No matter the cost, chances I'm taking. Ride with my dogs, knowing ain't fake and travel the world. Counting up faces, jumping my car, roll up and face it. No, I don't call. I'm on her faces, all of them model, none of them basic. Girl, I'm a star. In amazement, top of the game, that's where my place is. Started off small, running from cases, can't take it back. I can't erase it. Money got long, I'm trying to chase it. Puffing the J, I wanna get paid. It's one and the same, but that's every day. I'm living my life as real as I say. I spent it all once, so I'm trying to save. I'm rolling that dang, she pouring that drink. I'm out of my brain, we got me all faded. Loving my life, I'm never gonna trade it. I want success, don't wanna be famous. No, how to stay on your grind is contagious. Rollies with diamonds for time that is taking people these days they easily change but i stay the